I'm here with Steve. He is an incredible man who is great at marketing and explaining all things to do with digital marketing. He has his own book called The Great Fragmentation, which you should all go look up right now on Amazon um, or wherever you like getting books. And I believe I couldn't find any resources for this, that your middle name is Energetic. After <laughs> it's, your it's, true, it's true. Well, we should change it, shouldn't we? <laughs> well, I, you know, let's put some energy in there. If mm. we're going to discuss exciting things in the future and building the world we want, just get energy, get yep. excited. I reckon it's exciting. I agree. It was the most energetic talk we've had at CBIT, which is good because that's the sort of talks I like. The sort of talks I like to give too. And that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you have any issues with people saying you talk too fast? Because I get that a lot. Yeah, like I, I had no idea what I you do. said. All the time. And I say, listen, I talk fast, so you've got to listen quick. <laughs> exactly. That's what I tell them. Right? Listen quick. Why right? you Pay attention. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the first question I've got for you, because you're really big on marketing and you know a ton of stuff and you're actually thinking about things in a pretty good way in the tech world from a marketing perspective, how can developers find marketers or how can they better market themselves if they can't afford to get a marketer? So two-tiered question. Let's go with the first tier of how uh, they can find marketers. You've got to change your location, mm -hmm. right? So if we've got this really interesting habit as, as humans to hang out with the people that do what we do and like what we mm -hmm. like, so you actually physically need to change your location and go to the places where That's your friends idea. are not, right? Yep. And so I always tell people in the marketing world, uh, when's the last time you went to a fintech meetup? Mm. You know, uh, when's the last time you went to a 3D printing meetup? And yeah. it's the same for the coders, right? When's the last time you went to, maybe they went to a pitch function or a startup function because mm. it's it's related, but Pretty when's close. the last time they went to a, you know, a marketing seminar or where brands yeah. are or, a, you know, a big brand event or uh, a media seminar, right? So if you change the those. location, <laughs> here's what happens, right? Two things mm. happen. When you change your location, by default, you meet these new people. Yep. The second thing that's interesting is that when you change your location, the skills that you've got and the knowledge that you've got in that new location are the thing that is in demand because there's less supply. That's right? true, nobody else is there. That's right, so it's Economics 101. You're the one who can code and do cool things. Mm -hmm. And there's all these marketers go, oh, we need someone who can do blah, do you know about this? And you're like, yeah, I can do that. And then all of a <laughs> yep. sudden, you're not only meeting the new people, you're the resource and you've got all yep. this stuff that the others want. So that's, that's the first thing is yep. change your location, right? And it's, it works both ways. So marketers and business people go where the hackers and the techies mm. and the nerds are. And it's as easy as going on Meetup yep. and typing in that topic. And there's probably a Meetup tonight on whatever topic Very you're interested likely. in. Right? And how do you market yourself better? I think you just got to share your ideas mm. and, and write them out and, and get them. I just, I just love the idea of you know, blogging, putting your information out there and sharing what you know. Right? Yeah. You just got to share what you know and start start small. If you share what you know, um, then you're learning to market yourself. Yeah. And once you learn how to market yourself, then you can learn to market your ideas in your business. That's yeah. the first thing. Cool. And if you do write big blog posts about development and stuff and you're sharing your knowledge, you should also get in touch with me because then I put it on the Dev Diner newsletter and then more people see it who are likely to be the people who you're looking for to see your stuff. So, yeah. And not just me, send it to like tons of different blogs and tech things because they are all looking for content a lot more than you actually think they are. So, yes, <laughs> that's, send you know, that's, that's very interesting because often people think, oh, why would someone want to read what I wrote? I, mm. I think the opposite way, I'm like, someone is sitting at the table going, oh my God, what am I going to publish? Yes. <laughs> right? And that so, is the actual reality. Right, and so you're solving someone else's problem. If you put thought and effort into what you do and you're creating value with what yep. you write and do, people will always want it. Exactly. Okay, we'll go to the next question, which is one which kind of leads on from a few things that we've discussed 
with other people at CBIT, um, and I've also written about it before. And so I'm interested in your take, because it's not something you mentioned in your presentation, okay. but it kind of leads into some of what you said. So there's a lot of doom and gloom about artificial intelligence yes. taking half of the world's jobs. Everybody's going to be unemployed. You also mentioned uh, in your own presentation, Internet of Things actually is also going to take a lot of jobs. You know, mm -hmm. People who are previously employed in the stuff which can just be replaced by internet-connected device, like going into shopping centers and no longer needing checkout stuff to scan anything because they've got RFIDs just sure. in every product. That is a big issue for society as a whole. Um, everybody's freaking out. Or mainstream media who likes to find yeah. those one yeah. tagline. It was like, one important person said, we're all screwed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 60% <I go, laughs> of jobs gone. Yeah, we're all, the world's going to burn. Um, I go on a different tax where I like to think that the world will adapt and that new jobs and careers will come about from all the old technology stuff kind of being put to the wayside, new emerging, I guess, opportunities appear. But from your perspective, as a marketer and somebody who is going to be kind of leading the way in pushing all this technology into mainstream, you know, you guys are the ones who are thinking about this stuff and going, okay, here's all the technology, here's what we can do with it. Let's put it into shopping centers, and we'll give it to all these clients, and we're going to use it in the real world for real things. How would you also use that knowledge to start building other jobs? Where would you kind of go, OK, we've just replaced all of this stuff. Where can you see everybody moving to? Or how would you encourage people to move to different areas where they will be able to still be employed? OK. So the first thing I'll say is that there's not that many bison hunters in the world anymore. It's true. Right. So structural unemployment is in a constant state of flux. Yeah. So what we have is, and I'll use my half broken arm here, we have jobs in a scale and they move across. Old jobs drop out and new ones come in. Yeah. So through history and time, as new technologies emerge, jobs get replaced, but new ones come around, right? Yeah. So there's more than a million app developers in the world, a job that didn't exist you know, exactly. seven years ago. There's, I don't know how many UX designers, something you can learn real quick yep. and just need a human eye and can do an online course and you mm. can make well above average wages doing that type of uh, work. So there's a couple of things is that there are always new jobs coming and there's a basic economic lesson that very few people understand. Mm -hmm. And that is, if you have $100 in your wallet, the mm -hmm. $100 always gets spent. Yeah. You used to spend 30 of that on music and now you spend 99 cents. Mm -hmm. But that other $29 is available and gets spent elsewhere. Yeah. So what you have is a redistribution of money and new jobs arrive in the new industries. And yeah. I've just given you two simple examples. So there'll be a myriad of new jobs because humans invent jobs. That's what, that's what we do. Yep. If something grows, then more people come around it. Now, the challenge is for countries and industries to invest in the technology that means that those jobs don't move offshore into other places. Yep. And in fact, we're getting an equalization in wages around the world in low-cost labor markets. Mm -hmm. So there's actually manufacturing other things coming back to mainstream yep. markets. Which is App good. Apple are opening a factory in, in America again. Yeah. Right? So... There's a lot of new industries. If you look at clean tech and yeah. many new industries. So this idea that 60% of jobs won't exist. I mean, if you look through a timescale of history, that's always true. 60% yeah. of jobs are always dropping we're out. We're losing all yeah. the time. Right, and exactly. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, uh, blacksmiths and farriers in the horse and cart days, and that all moved to mechanics and cars. Yeah. And so we have that equivalent again. So I think it's the media... Uh, promoting fear because they yeah. sell fear, right? That's their product. They, they sell fear. It gets you to come back tomorrow. And just in case, I better read. <laughs> yep. But there is one important caveat, and that is you need to reinvent yourself. Yes. Right? No one 
cares about you and your job, mm-hmm. so you need to do it. And even though that's difficult, it means you have to not watch MasterChef and actually mm-hmm. invest some time in yourself. Yep. And that takes time and effort. The good news is for the first time in history, that's free. Yes. Anyone can that's go online and learn anything and turn up to events and reskill themselves. I've, I've had about 10 careers. You know, I keep changing it every two that years. That keeps life interesting. Right, exactly. Why are you doing the same so thing the whole time? It's a wonderful opportunity to learn new things, uh, to create value in the market, mm. and everything from 3D printing, internet of things, virtual reality, cryptocurrency, fintech, mm. there's zillions of jobs just waiting to happen. Yep. And even if you're not technically minded, every hacker needs a hipster and a hustler to go with them, right? Sure. So that's the mentality that we need. Yeah, cool, perfect answer. I agree with you completely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, another one, which I haven't seen you mention it recently, but you used to be a pretty big fan of Snapchat, and I'm assuming that's still yeah, kind of the case. I am still. So one thing that I'm trying to do, um, we've got a dev diner Snapchat, and trying to really push for more developers to get on to Snapchat and start yeah. using it. It's a much bigger thing in the US. A lot of developers in the, I guess, entrepreneur community are really kind of getting behind it. Yeah. Um, so I wanted you to give your opinion on why developers should get onto Snapchat and how they should use it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? And so I'll, I'm going to answer that in two ways. The, mm-hmm. the reason that I started using Snapchat is I uh, was pretty big on Twitter and, and, mm-hmm. and used Twitter a lot for many years now, as long as it's kind of been around, and it created a lot of value for me. And Twitter is just not getting the engagement that yeah. it used to get. I mean, anyone can see that by clicking on you know, how many people looked at your tweets, you know, 10,000 followers and 100 people saw it, right? Yeah. Um, and so the reason that I moved to Snapchat is because the forums that I was using, I was using before are just not as effective. Yeah. Right. And so it points to an interesting thing for developers is that we should be disloyal to the forum and loyal to promoting our own work and our own yes. things. Right. And so that means that as soon as one forum or technology starts to die down, we just need to adapt and evolve and hop onto the next thing that's happening. Yeah. So we don't need to care what's next, but when it arrives, we need to jump on it, yeah. right? And and use that opportunity as much as we can and take those learnings with us into the next forum. So for me, it's a question of being nimble and agile, like, mm. like we are with our development. Yeah. We need to be agile in the forums and the tools that we use to connect with people and the type of development work that we do. Yeah. So from a marketing perspective, I'm on there because I'm getting more engagement, it's working better. I know that the 50 people that saw it actually literally looked yes, at it. It watch. wasn't just an opportunity to, to see in a stream that came down. So that's why I'm using it from a marketing perspective. And all I'm doing is taking what I would do on Twitter and putting it in Snapchat. Yeah. And so that type of mentality is what developers need to do. Say, so, okay, what kind of development could have I done on the Twitter API and how might I be able to do that in Snapchat? What are the emerging opportunities? Yeah. So it's about being nimble. And if you're first to market, that gets attention and profit, right? If you're the person that can develop something in that new emerging f- format, especially as it commercializes and brands get involved, mm-hmm. that's where there's financial opportunities. Yeah. So if that's not a motivating enough reason for developers, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of another one. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody get on Snapchat. Stop waiting and stop saying that it's for little girls and just use it. <laughs> I'm that's an old fine. man and I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you should totally be on it. Okay. Um, the next and almost getting to the end, which is good. It's been fun though. Yeah, cool. Um, you said, and I really like this in your talk, that the Internet of Things is an imagination game, not a technology game. Yes. That it's all about coming up with imaginative stuff and marketers going out there and being imaginative and doing imaginative, imaginative stuff. What's the most imaginative tech that you've come across that you could give as an example, as like the good baseline of like, look, this is the incredible stuff out there. That's to aim, what you should aim for. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you about a, a startup I'm working on mm-hmm. called Sneaky Surf. And what we're doing is we're doing 3D printed fins on the surfboard 
and uh, uh, readers sensors on our wetsuit Mm -hmm. Right, so what it does is you can plug in your surfboard after your surf and your wetsuit so that you'll be able to get video footage of you surfing without anyone filming you. That's incredible. Right, and so what you'll do is you'll be on the wave and it'll be tracking you surfing on the wave. Mm. Right, I don't know how it works. Yeah. Right, and that's why it's an imagination game. I've got my coding team yep. working on that now. We're 3D printing the fins with you know, accelerometers and sensors mm. in it, which show us on the wave, and then the paddling and with the body movement, just like yep. uh, how they do game development to get the visuals of the people. And so you'll be able to plug it in and watch your surfing in that location uh -huh. via virtually Excellent. recreating it. Now, that's just me saying, hey, I'm interested in surfing. I know this technology can do that. What if I put this together? So that's yep. a what if moment. And the best way to get your mind open and ready for the IoT is think about something that you're passionate about, you know, whether it's cycling or fashion or clothes mm. or runners or whatever it may be, and say, what if I put this possibility with how I do that thing? Yeah. How can I create more information and meaning? And that's one simple way uh, to do it. So that's an example of something that I'm working on, mm -hmm. but there's a million examples in yeah. anything that we do. And it's actually about looking out the window, you know, when you're driving around or watching the world around you, maybe not looking at your screen, yes. and saying, what if we put this and that together? What can we create? So that's yeah. the way I like to look at it. Excellent, I totally agree. Okay, and then the last question that I do, I like to keep it really open-ended. So it's very much, let's not make noises. What words of advice would you leave to all the tech-savvy developers out there who are watching right now? Absolutely anything you want to tell them at all. Just you've got their attention from a marketer perspective where you know a lot that they don't know or probably aren't thinking about. Yeah. What's the one thing that you most want to tell them to finish up? I would say don't waste any time watching what someone else is doing. Mm -hmm have a look at the things that you care about and put that together. It's, it's not about watching what's already done because it's moving too fast to see what's already done. It's about Im imagineering what can happen, the things that you're interested in, and have an open mind exploring things that you've never looked at before. Look at, don't look at how to succeed or any of that stuff. Oh, stay away from what billionaires do before breakfast. And if they're billionaires, mm. they should be sleeping in. Right now, <laughs> so it really, don't worry about what everyone else has done and the heroes in the tech world. Worry about what you want to do. Think about the things that you love and then just imagine how to put them together. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you so much, Steve. Pleasure. <laughs>